0: Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good. This must be the... I think it's the third time now that I've tried to record a podcast and for various reasons they've just not worked. Um, Yesterday I was in the sauna, I tried to do one and my Apple Watch wouldn't upload it. Um, That kind of pissed me off. Um, today, Today I did another one, but... Um I was driving to get massage, and I had an alarm on my phone, which was to remind me that I had massage and basically the alarm stopped the fucking podcast from happening, so I was talking, 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 and pulled up the massage, and you know told you guys right i 'll have to go I got massage now, and um the podcast I think had stopped working 35 seconds in so that was 20 minutes of my life yarning away um but yeah look this time it should work um I'm you know thanks for being patient I haven't uploaded too many this week um you know I, I I kind of it depends where I am in the world I guess that depends then how many you know podcasts I'm doing or and, um, you know, if I find myself like if I'm hanging around Haas and we're in the house and there's other people around or, um, you know, I'm, I'm in people's company a lot more. Well, then, of course, I'm not doing podcasts because I don't think they want to listen to me <laughs> yapping on about the podcast. Um, but, yeah, I'll try to make a, a better effort to, you know, keep you guys updated and share anything that I feel might be quite valuable and, um. You know, I think one of the things I'd like you to take from, you know, what I'm gonna tell you about the last week is you don't you don't always have to stick to you know, the plan if you know, like I can drop a marathon plan that's ten weeks long and you know, it it looks fancy and it looks really good, but as as I start to, as I start to get going within that plan, if I notice that something's not feeling right and my gut tells me that something isn't quite right. I'm not afraid to change it and it can be quite a daunting thing to change plans. It can be scary. You know, we are as runners, maybe we're a bit obsessive about plans that we've built and, you know, you, you like to execute it. You like to complete it at the best of your ability. But, um, so basically, you know, I, I, I've been talking a bit recently about wanting to get back in touch with some of the track stuff that I used to be capable of doing and, um, you know, I feel like I've moved away from that sort of track stuff quite a lot and I've been focusing on a lot more marathon stuff and, and I get into a real comfort zone with that. And and so all we did this week was, you know, I, I it was six days of training and I hit like 94 miles, which is absolutely fantastic given that, you know, I I had the long haul flight um, on Monday and then to jump straight back in to you know, Tuesday to Sunday and hood and 94 miles was, was very impressive. Um I guess if you include today as a seventh day, um you're gonna be looking at about 110 miles. So the volume has still been high. Um that's important. But I, I feel like you can keep the volume high like a marathoner would, but you can include some quicker stuff on the track, perhaps like a 10K guy would. Um 10K stroke half marathon, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So the goal of this week was to not only get the legs turning a little bit faster and see how I cope with that, but also um to get my breathing going and you know what better place to do that than altitude. So there's a big difference between um marathon effort and the likes of 10k effort. Um 10k effort obviously strains the legs a little bit more than marathon effort does. But one of the things I find tough is the first sort of time that I do 10K type effort. I find the breathing really tough. And, you know, it, it might have been quite a long time that I've done that sort of work. And I forget that just because you're out of breath doesn't mean, you know, you can't keep going. A lot of the marathon type stuff that I do, and I'm sure you guys do, your breathing's your breathing's pretty in a pretty good place. It's pretty in control. And um, whereas when you're doing 10K stuff, you know, you're there's a demand for more oxygen. And, and so you're like, you know, and, and I don't need to tell you what it feels like to be out of breath when you're training. I know you guys know that. But it, it's an adjustment period. And and so I kind of I didn't know what they expect from this week of training. And um, the first thing we did was 10, 10 times two hundreds on Wednesday. It's definitely not a full session for me, but I knew it would play a role in the week ahead and instead of doing like no session I thought you know what a great way to break myself back in and um, getting on the track on Wednesday it was a lovely day um, and we basically did 10 200s and I was I was pleasantly surprised that I was able to handle like you know even as quick as like 30 and and you know I know 30 seconds for 200 certainly isn't like rapid by any means but um, when I was warming up and I was doing a few strides I had no idea if the first rep would be 35 or, or, you know, 32. I just didn't, I didn't have a clue because I haven't been on the track. I haven't been doing that much track stuff. So there was a lot of kind of unknowns with it. Um, but I but obviously I was pleasantly surprised that it went pretty good. And, you know, I was cranking down to like 30 seconds and 30.1, 30.2. Um, and then I actually decided to shut it down, bring it back to 31, but feel a bit more in control rather than like, Rather than stretching and, and, you know, trying to force a 30, you know, I just brought it back, didn't have to, like, finish the rep off strong or anything like that, just brought it back to a nice, relaxed cadence and um, was happy enough with 31 uh, for the final couple of reps. Um, So that was Wednesday. Both Tuesday and Thursday, I decided to do 12 miles in the morning, five miles that night. Um, It's a little bit more volume than I would normally do. But, of course, I rested all day Monday. So, you know, I kind of wanted to make up a bit of volume, which I don't always encourage. But at the end of the day, if you're going to stand on the start line of Boston Marathon and, and expect to be competitive, you know, you, you got to do your bit. So that's the way I looked at it. You know, I, I see it as a prescription, not optional, um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that was good. Um, Friday, then we I did a five-mile run in the morning. And then I traveled down to, we traveled down to about 4,500 feet. It's a little bit lower than flag, two and a half thousand feet lower than flag. And um, it allows you to increase the quality of the session um, just by a little bit, like maybe like a second a lap, but that's quite a big deal at altitude. And then obviously if you were to go right on down to sea level, you might get another second or two a lap um, at the same sort of effort. That's the idea. Um, so the session was 12 by K. We were unsure whether to start at, like Haas actually, well, I think initially when me and Haas spoke, it was like, should we start at 3.05 and go 3.05, three minutes, 2.55? And that would have meant that every four reps, we would have got slightly faster. Um, But then when me and Haas spoke, I sort of just said, look, I, I really don't want to start these K reps potentially slower that I'm going to have to run a half marathon in like, you know, a week's time. Um, and so we decided to start them at three minutes, which was a bit of a gamble. Um, knowing that I haven't done a lot of track stuff, but I, I may not have done a lot of track stuff, but I'm sure from listening and anyone that sees what I've been up to on Strava would know there's been a lot of good training. And then there's been a lot of really solid days. It was double 10 mile days, for example, those sixteen to eighteen mile days, where I'm throwing in, you know, four forty pace on the end, and you know, my a mile rep on the end of both those days at four thirty five or something like that. Like, it's not like I haven't been training, and um, you know, pretty pretty well. Um, but I was just weary that I haven't been on the track in so long, so I really didn't know kind of what to expect. Um, but I handled the three minutes really well. I just felt really uncoordinated on the track one minute i was in lane one then i was on the inside rail and just felt super uncoordinated Um, and and the effort almost felt a bit awkward like like i wanted the three minute pace to feel easier but the cadence felt awkward and then 255 actually felt really nice um and then 250 you know i gotta tell you i was starting to work a bit um but i was also like completely fine with that um it's what i expected it it didn't feel i'm at, you know i didn't even know if i'd be able to do a couple of k reps at 250 and i've mentioned on the podcast it's something that i it's an it's an ability and a skill that i wanted to bring back but i just haven't been going to the track so like i didn't even know if i could or not and um, but the fact that i could do a couple of k reps at altitude at 250 i, I think that's a pretty good sign of what's going to come um and then i don't know why i'm fucking surprised like you know my my ability and my fitness and my consistency with training and and just everything has just improved so much and you know each race result even from doha to dublin to houston it's just got better and better so you know i i don't know why it surprises me um but it still does um but if anything it just excites me like i have a feeling in a couple of weeks time you know i'm going to be doing sessions that you know i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty chuffed with and i'm pretty happy with which could mean you know, I'm going down to uh, the, the likes of Sedona and instead of doing four at three, four at 255, four at 250, you know, I might go 255, 250, 255, 250 or three minutes, 250, three minutes, 250, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's moving into a territory of, you know, really good training. Ha- Haas is keen for me to do three sets of five of those Ks and that would probably be three minutes 255 250 Um, my input would probably be i'd like to tighten the recovery up a little bit and um, in a couple of weeks time i think i'll be able to handle it a little bit better um and, and that's the different direction you know if you're listening that's that's different kind of directions that sessions can go in you know more reps less recovery and sometimes that's a better direction to go in than trying to go faster that's what i would say um but sometimes it's important to go faster too it very much depends on what your next race is what your goals are etc cetera, etc cetera. so like i said i felt a little bit awkward at those sort of speeds so on tuesday on tuesday i was gonna do probably like a 10 mile effort at marathon pace because like between now and new york half marathon there's really not a lot i can do you know fitness side of things to help it and push it forward but I do believe that if I do another session on the track, it's going to help my coordination at the speeds that I'm going to be running at. Now, I think there's a general idea that it can take 10 days to two weeks for a session to sort of pay off physiologically. But I believe almost instantly your coordination and how you feel at a pace can improve, you know, like a click of the fingers. And so I think I get more gain from getting, to, getting on the track, um, doing something a little bit quicker um, and, you know, trying to feel a little bit better doing that. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, it's, we're just going to do it. It'll be seven mile. It'll be one mile at 440. Um, and then it's going to be – so one mile at 440. Um, no, actually, I'm lying. Sorry. My, I thought my bloody Apple headphones were going to run out of battery and then this podcast would be fucked too. Um no, it's gonna be we're gonna actually start a bit slower than that um I'm gonna be joined by a couple of guys, and it's it it's you know they're they're getting back into things and one of them had a bit of a calf issue, the other has just come the altitude and um so the session and obviously for me because I'm not gonna get a huge fitness benefit from this session i i just I don't mind it being. On paper, a little bit easier. That doesn't mean it's going to feel easier at all. You know, it could still feel really tough. And um, so we're going to do a mile at four fifty, and then we're going to do a couple of four hundreds at sixty eight seconds. Then a mile in like four forty eight, couple of four hundreds in sixty eight seconds, a mile in four forty four, and that's where some people might not go any further. And uh, myself, I'll go on and do another four four hundreds in sixty eight. The fastest I'll go in those 400s is only 66, 66 to 68. Um, And then at the end, I'm going to do a mile. But I might do it pretty hard. So on paper, we'll say 440. But if I can run like 430 something, you know, I might try to do that. If everything's feeling good and my body feels good, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And that'll be it, you know. That'll be pretty much the hard work done. Uh, Now, I'm in a really... I'm going to call it a shit spot because of like coronavirus and everything that's going on. I'm wary that New York half marathon may not happen. And um, so I'm kind of like when I'm trying to decide what training to do that day, it's kind of like, you know, do I, do I taper for New York half that may or may not happen? And obviously if I taper, that will have an impact on Boston because most people doing Boston right now are probably not tapering. They're probably running um quite a bit. And um, so I'm kind of doing like half and half, like I'm kind of tapering a little bit, but also like keeping in mind that New York could be cancelled any day now, um, and I don't want to like be pissed off at the end of the week that, um you know, New York half marathon got cancelled, and I only ran 85 miles this week instead of 110, Um, so I'm kind of doing a bit of both, and you know, as I said before, New York half, isn't the primary goal. It doesn't mean I don't want to be successful there. It doesn't mean that I'm not flying to New York to give it, you know, my absolute everything. But unfortunately, I'm just not good enough that I can taper a couple of times in a build up and still expect to, you know, run really well in the marathon at the end of it. I've realized that if I don't keep the training consistently quite high and I don't get the long runs in and I don't get the longer like tempos in and things like that, I just don't run that well in the marathon. So I, I just have to understand that like Philadelphia and now New York, there's going to be days where I stand on a start line and, and I'm maybe not as prepared as I'd like to be. It doesn't mean I'm not fit. It doesn't mean I'm not healthy. It doesn't mean I'm super excited to race. It just means that it's not the primary goal. Um, and obviously my primary goal has and always will be Boston um, because that's the day that... You know, you can stand on the start line of a half marathon and be, like, 75% prepared, um, 25% of your training was geared towards something else, and you'll be absolutely fine. You know, even 50-50, you cannot stand on the start line of a marathon and expect to, you know, be super impressive unless you give it absolutely everything. Um, And I stand by that. That's something I believe quite strongly um, in etc etc so uh, yeah it's good you know I'm, I'm I'm straight back to flag i'm straight back to getting my saunas i'm straight back to yoga i'm straight back to you know treatment up here in flagstaff my my pre-run routine the yoga routine the stretching it's all straight back in normatex every day it's just it's been quite fun Um, i've noticed my weight come down a pound or two and um, which again i thought you know might happen i got my bloods checked when i first got here so I'm actually going to get them checked just before New York half. And then I, I kind of want to do it every 10 days. So I want to do it after 10 days when, when people don't really think there's much benefit. But everybody's an individual case. So nobody can tell Steven Scullion that he doesn't get a benefit from altitude in 10 days. But that test can. Um, I also then will get it checked after 20 days, which is right around three weeks. And then after 30 days, which is just over four weeks. And then I'll probably do one more test, which will be at forty, and um, which will be um, anyone want to do my quick maths for me? Just under six weeks, and um, two days under six weeks, and um, and that's it. So, um, it, it's been a good, it's been a nice transition back. It's it's brilliant to get back into pretty much full volume, and um, and not pick up any niggles, not you know, not get hurt, etc., etc. I'm I'm blessed to be in that sort of position, and um, it, it's crazy where we're at at the minute you know um people struggling people unsure of themselves because of like coronavirus and people unsure if events are going to happen and and you know i tweeted about it and and i think it's it is really important that you know we 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 try not to we try to keep things in perspective and you know if if new york doesn't exist or, or even if boston doesn't exist like It's not, it's really not the end of the world when you consider other things that are going on and people that are impacted like Northern Italy right now, I'm sure China right now. And there's a lot of really serious stuff happening. And and I think it'd be very selfish for, for me and and others to be so like, you know, so like bothered by maybe a bit of travel being affected or, or any sort of thing like that. Um, just a second, I wonder do I have to pay here. Hey guys, yeah, sorry about that. I had to pay. I'm in a it's kind of a national park, but it's not like the Grand Canyon. It's called Walnut Canyon. It's pretty cool. Um but yeah, I just got here. So look, I'm I'm gonna leave it at that today. Um I'm i I am trying to run a bit more, like like fifteen to seventeen miles a day. Um like obviously I know health is super, super important, but I just I think it's very difficult to talk about these big goals and and, you know, wanting to be really good and, and wanting to improve and wanting to be super competitive at Boston and, and, you know, not put in the work like that, just that kind of doesn't make sense. You know, you can't live in that world where you kind of just want these things to fall in your lap without not necessarily taking a few risks, because I know I could tighten up. My recovery. I know I could tighten up napping each day. Well, here is a day I am not napping already. You know I am going to walk around a national park. Um, but yeah, like the, there is definitely always things you can improve to, uh, you know, minimize risks around doing more training. Um, but yeah, no, it's all good. Um, yeah, so that's all for today. Um, I like I like always. I hope you guys are doing good. Um, everything. safe and sign and flag straight back into a great routine. Got my gym done twice last week. Gym's really helping. Like. I think it's the, the stuff that I'm doing in the gym that is allowing me to handle the training that I'm that I'm able to like handle and, and you know I'm I'm kinda of going to bed at night and I'm thinking, hey like, you know, I'm I'm not like I'm I'm a bit sore and I'm a bit tired but I'm not like exhausted or anything like that. And and you know, that's a hundred and ten mile a week. So if I can keep that volume at sort of a hundred to a hundred and ten mile a week, you know, at Boston that will be the most volume I've ever done in a marathon build up. So um all right. Catch you guys later. Thanks for listening.